Welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Gavin. And here's part two of our report from the Cadet and Junior World Championships in Torin. Uh, sadly, we're now we're back home, so back to back to real life, back to the day job. Uh, literally back home in my case. I'm actually uh, in my house and you're in yours. Yeah, a bit of a novelty for us. We're actually recording in entirely separate places. So yeah, let's see how this this pans out. Yep. Um, we covered the, the, the first five days of the action in part one of our Hello from Torin episode. Uh, so today we're going to have a quick sprint through the, the last four days, uh, starting with the junior foil team events. Well, a quick, quick look at the men's first. Fairly fairly predictable, I would say, with Russia taking the win there. I suppose perhaps the only surprise is uh, France France taking silver with uh, Italy and USA finishing finishing third and fourth. Yeah, I agree actually. But, but uh, looking at the depth of the the Russian men's foil team, uh, their goal there really mm. uh, no surprise. Uh, but a good performance from the Brits as well, who we've I don't think we really mentioned at all uh, during the first uh, first part of our our Torin report. Uh, but another. Top eight finishing teams mm-hmm. following the men's sabreurs, uh, making a top eight um, earlier on in the week. Uh, Britain finishing uh, finishing in seventh in yeah. the, the junior men's foil. So yeah. decent decent work from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the women's side of things, oh, before you go, I, I, I'd also like to point out that uh, France actually beat Italy on the way up to meet uh, to meet Russia. Yeah, it's quite a significant victory for them. Yeah, a a good win. I mean, the Italian tan squad looked looked pretty good. I I don't think they would have made more of an impression on uh, Russia in the final than than France did. But uh, yeah, good good victory for the French there. Uh, yeah, I think it was going to be difficult for anyone to beat the Barodachevs uh, and the the Milnikovs that the that Russia could deploy. Uh, and in fact, uh, in the final, uh, Russia didn't actually lose a leg at all. Yeah, it was pretty ruthless stuff, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, no messing about. Similar tale on the women's side, perhaps a little more surprisingly, because I really quite fancied either USA or Japan to win this, but mm-hmm. in the end, Russia proving too strong again. Uh, Japan taking the silver, um, and Korea the the, the bronze, uh, with France finishing in fourth place. Uh, disappointing stuff from last year's gold medalist USA finishing in, in seventh place. Uh, Apart from the the kind of outstanding Lawrence Scruggs performances and the individuals, probably not the not the best World Championships from the USA women's foilists. They no, were, no, uh, just a little bit off, a little bit off form at these at these games. I could I could only speculate as to why that might be, but they they didn't hit the heights that they have done in the past, and the sort of obvious potential of the of the team uh, didn't really didn't really show through at these ones. Yeah, I agree actually. Um... Compared, to, I mean, I think their their star performer was uh, not quite as great in the team as she was. Well, she was more or less carrying the team. Actually, now I've said that, but uh, the rest of them are a bit flat in comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Japan. Uh, well, I got the ca- chance to see them uh, really close up as they disposed of uh, the Great Britain team mm-hmm. um, in the last sixteen stage. Uh, really impressive performances from them and. Uh, yeah, a team of a team of stars in the making. They've had some pretty impressive senior results already, and uh, exciting to exciting to watch. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, uh, Yuka Ueno and Sarah Zuma on the team, so... Uh, yeah, and Zuma and... Um, and Suji, a recent a recent medalist at, uh, at Anaheim, I think it was. So, yeah, a really strong team, but uh, not quite not quite strong enough, or probably not quite consistent enough to get past past the Russians, who again just had had too much depth and were were too reliable. It's kind of the story of their their foilists, uh, yeah, particularly so. on the women's side. I feel their. Um, I know it's almost becoming a bit of a cliche when I say that they're uh, charisma-free fencers, but uh, <laughs> I'm usually I'm usually talking about their senior men's epius, but I, I feel a little bit that way about their their junior women's foilists too. That they don't, mm-hmm. uh, they're maybe not the most exciting team in the world, but they do get the job done and uh, taking gold here. Yeah, I mean the only significant thing to mention in the in the final between Russia and Japan was uh, Sarah Azuma going a bit mad in the one of the legs and beating uh, Petrova. Of the Russian team, twelve uh, three to actually give Japan a chance of winning, but uh, in the yeah. end, a complete and utter domination for the last two from the Russians. Yeah, it was it was impressive stuff. I yeah. mean, I, I do occasionally sound a little cynical about um, impressive Russian performances, but their their junior foils are are a thoroughly impressive bunch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll see plenty more of pretty much all of them yeah. at senior level in yeah. in almost no time at all if we haven't seen them already. Mm-hmm. So that kind of wraps up the foil action, and uh, we were there for the start of the EP. Mm-hmm. So we we're there for the uh, junior individual events. Uh, so there, you, there you were, EP heaven. Oh, it was great. It was great. I mean, <laughs> uh, where to start? Start really, but uh, lots of action. You know, by the time we got to the EP, I was a bit jaded with Saber and foil, and uh, as soon as you started seeing a bunch of EP uh, thumping each other uh, and running at each other whenever they could, it was ah. Uh, <sighs> That's what I want. A bit of, a bit of the <laughs> ultraviolence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so talk us through it. I, I watched. Uh, I watched a bit of this. I didn't stick around for the finals mm. uh, on on our last day in Turin, um, but I did catch a bit of it either on the live stream or after the event. Yeah, um, slightly surprised winning. Winner, would you say in the in the junior men's? Uh, a French winner in junior men's. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I mean. Uh, Arthur Philippe is a, he's quite a strong fencer, but I never quite appreciated how strong he was going to be. Uh, my money was actually on the person he defeated in the final. It was on uh, David Divaroli because you know he's a quality act. He's already uh, already medaled at senior level, so I was kind of expecting it to be uh, his day, if you know what I mean. But uh, Philippe, yeah, it was a strong field with a you know with a few guys who've produced. Yeah, Big it was, results at senior level already. Uh, you mentioned Divarol, who took the silver. Um, Matty Koch of Hungary is actually the, I think, the top ranked junior going into the, into yes. the World Championships. Uh, he had a terrible pool and dived out pretty early. I don't think he even made the top mm-hmm. sixty four. Um, Andrashvi also of also of Hungary medaled recently at a senior mm-hmm. senior World Cup and um, Czech Republic's Jakub Jurka as well. Another another really strong. Strong fencer producing pretty consistent results at senior level. So yeah, but I think we can um, predict. It's happy though. It's, it's not. It's hard to predict because uh, yeah, I, I expected yeah. Jakob to walk over a Canadian at one point, and the exact yeah. opposite happened. It was really close, but uh, uh, I don't even pronounce his surname. I think it's Sia Giarov of uh, Canada actually defeated him fifteen fourteen, and it was yeah. uh, super duper close. That's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the other thing with the the other thing that always strikes me when I'm at at EP events is how comparatively tiny I am. Wandering wandering around the hall, 
you know, I'm not particularly minuscule, just Either under six feet tall, uh, but I feel absolutely dwarfed wandering around amongst these guys. Well, it's it's funny because some of them some of them are actually massive, but some of them aren't. <laughs> uh, Yarrow's not particularly big. Some are. And he, you look like a midget compared to uh, Jakob Yurka, who is a giant. Yeah, so it's kind of he like, is a big guy. Yeah. Uh, the other interesting thing, the other reason that uh, Diva really might not have won the final was he actually took a knock in the round before. Well, it was actually in the last eight. And I think he might have been carrying a, a minor injury into the final anyway. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I don't know what was going on there. I actually missed it. Um, the the other interesting things here is that the other third place was another Italian. It was uh, Bizzicino, uh And the final bronze medalist is a, a real surprise, actually. It was uh, Ruslan Hazanov of uh, Azerbaijan. Uh, he was completely outclassed, actually, uh, in, his, <laughs> in his semi-final match. But he... Uh, uh, I don't think anyone could have, was going to predict that he was going to make it into the medals. Yeah, I mean, Azerbaijan are not uh, not the first country that you think of when when it comes to, to no. winning world championship no. medals. But uh, yeah, you say he got outclassed in the semi final, but he does get to wander off with a uh, a world championship bronze medal, which yeah. is which is pretty great, good going. Eh? I mean, he beat uh, David Nash. He's another brilliant uh, up and coming Hungarian on the way up. So, I mean, he's not he's, he's not a slouch by any means. Uh, yeah. But he was completely outclassed by Philippe. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen Philippe fencing before, but um, watching the final against uh, Divaroli, very, very composed and uh, real, real tight final. I, I think it was level at thirteen all, and he mm-hmm. scores a couple, of, a couple of great hits to finish the fight off. It was uh, impressive stuff. Yeah, well, Philippe was two hits up, wasn't he? Uh, he was fourteen twelve up, and Divaroli mm. came back fourteen all and won it in the end. So, uh, sorry, uh, and Philippe won it in the end. So it was, it was really nip and tuck all the way through that one. Yeah, good, good final, good advert for good advert for the weapon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the women then. So on to the women's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were you were less enthused about some of the some of this. I think it's it's fair to say. Uh, yeah, I think I, I don't think I'm going to lie and say that uh, it was amazing all the way through it. Um, uh, some of the some of the fences that I'd seen throughout the day were were actually quite good. I have to admit, I'm not quite as up to speed on the. Uh, on the women's epi as I am on the men's, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not familiar with the uh, women's epi as I am with the men's epi. Uh, so there's some a few names that I'd seen, like for example, Sonda Tova, and uh, she bowed out in the last sixteen. But uh, if you look at the actual final, it, it wasn't what I would call a thrill a minute. It was uh, all <laughs> Italian affair, uh, and it was mm-hmm. pretty close. But either I was really jaded, not able to process it anymore, or it wasn't. It was just flat, but the the hall didn't have any atmosphere in it, which probably didn't help. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned that earlier in the week when it was a an all Russian men's junior men's foil final that uh, it it never produces a good atmosphere at, no. at major championships when you've got two teammates fencing each other. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say it again: it's a shame shame for the fencers. It is. but it's interesting. You had uh, Azola versus Traditi, uh in the in the final and the Zola we've come across before actually he's got some good yeah, results absolutely. outside of this so but the other sort of looking sort of looking down um looking down into the, the previous round into the semi-finals um we actually have uh, an American in uh what's her name again uh Greta Kandreva that's the one yeah and yeah. she's actually uh not the most exciting offenses but incredibly awkward uh Mm-hmm. She's uh, certainly capable of uh, basically sticking her arm out whenever you so much as twitch. She's uh, she's what I would call the previous generation style, <laughs> uh, a Sunyi Wen style. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, really, really awkward. I would like to fence her basically. She's also mm-hmm. really, really tall. Uh, I don't know what height her is, but uh, if I'm six foot, she can't be far off that. 
uh, pretty close. I, I stood next to her when she was chatting to one of the one of the British guys, uh-huh. and yeah, she'd be be my height. Yeah. So anyway, um, I mean, it was a it was a strong competition. Some interesting stuff as well in the early round. Where one of the one of the epias in the, the women's epi got appeared to get thumped through her mask. I'm not entirely sure what was going on there. I walked past and she had a big massive ice pack on her forehead and when she took it away there was blood everywhere so that was one of the Italians I'm not actually 100% sure which one it was one of the ones that made it into the final I think right. yeah and uh, later on you saw her walking around with a wee plaster over, over her eyebrow but uh, yeah I would love a bit of the random violence I think is how most people would yeah. would describe it Gav yeah. rather than yeah. casual uh, violence in, in close fence casual violence yeah, yeah. exactly yeah there's a fair, fair bit of that it's a for all the speed and aggression mm-hmm. and and noise of saber, the actual uh, genuine hard knocks, I think, do happen in the epi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the cadets then. Uh, so the sort of the women's the women's cadets produced some uh, interesting results, I think, as well. Uh, the uh, the winner was actually Hungarian this time. It was Esther Muhari of uh, of Hungary that took it, and she beat another Italian, uh, Gaia Caforio uh, of Italy. In the final, and I have to remember. I have to admit, I've kind of forgot how this one went. Uh, okay. I think it was quite close, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. It was fifteen fourteen. Uh, and well, what can you say about Esther Mahari? She's a Hungarian, so good technique, pretty good smart technique. tactically. Yep. Um, not not a whole load of frills and thrills to the fencing, perhaps, but no, uh, no. but but smart and complete. Indeed, indeed, and uh, she looks like uh, she's going to be another good one when she. Uh, Graduates fully uh, into the juniors and the seniors, I think, uh, and then in the in the bronze medal. I mean, obviously we're uh, you know we're in the cadets here, and you get sort of a wider pool of people maybe pulling through. Uh, sort of, there was another Hungarian in uh, Lily Buki, and interestingly, a Polish fencer under the name of Zofia Janelli. Uh, uh, they they both took bronze there, so I think that might be the first Polish medal. I don't know if you can think of anybody outside of that at this point. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Actually, I'm not sure. Uh, I I don't immediately recall uh, Polish medals from earlier in the championship. So yeah, that that may have been the first for the for the home nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So shall we move on to the junior teams? In in that case. Oh, do you want to tell us about the cadet men's? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't don't if you don't want to. Yeah, let's not talk about that. No, but seriously. <laughs> um, uh, again, we got to the end of uh, the cadet uh, men's epi, and it was kind of. Uh, it was okay, but it, uh, it was more exciting than the than the than, than the women's final. But the uh, again, it was an all Italian affair. It was Enrico mm. Piatti uh, against uh, Dario Remondini, and I have to say that uh, hmm, uh, again, that was, was a little bit flat for this one because again, it's just Italians shouting for the Italians really, and everyone else by this point is thinking it's time to go home and get some uh, pierogi. But uh, Again, we get we can get broader uh, a broader field of uh, medalists out of this. If we look down into the bronze medals, uh, we're Russian and Kirill Gurov. But interestingly, for our uh, our Finnish fencing pals, uh, they've mm-hmm. a, I think this is the only Finnish medal uh, in the entire event. Uh, Axeli uh, Heinema of uh, Finland. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he took a bronze medal. Good going. I mean, again, another. I think actually Finland probably even more so than Azerbaijan. Not. Not regular medalists uh, no, no. by any means. So that's no, no, uh, not at all. That's a, a a brilliant result for for Finnish fencing, I would say. Yeah, uh, and he beat. Let me think about this. Let's have a look back. Then he actually uh, defeated a South African on the way up. That's another. That's okay. another. Yeah, called uh, Christian Bester. Right. 
uh, and defeated a Serbian. It's uh, Simone Mincarelli. Uh, he beat, defeated him in the in the last eight. Interestingly, uh, I bumped into Simone and his coach uh, when the men's epic cadet, cadets were actually warming up the day before. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's an interesting one. He's a cadet, but he's my height, maybe slightly taller, also wider yeah. across the shoulder. So All right. <laughs> he's a big lad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Left-handed as well. And I think actually, right, so if I remember correctly... Certain kinship the, with him. I think if I remember correctly in the, the cadets and the women's, it's most of the left-handers at this point in the last four. Right. I mean, that's interesting. There, there is a, a disproportionately large number of successful left-handers in, in fencing, you know, compared to the general population. Indeed. And uh, I think that maybe is amplified mm-hmm. even, more at, even more at cadet level. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the junior teams in that case. Uh, I was in the room for uh, most of this. In fact, no, so I wasn't. I went home at this no, point. you weren't. <laughs> yeah, I was at home. I had my feet up and I had a cup of tea and I was watching it with my daughter. Oh, very civilised. Yeah, very good, very good. So the semi-finals, we'll, we'll just go through this. The semi-finals uh, were between Switzerland and France, uh, with France emerging victorious in quite a close match, uh, 45-44. And at the other side, we have uh, USA versus the Russia. And again, it was another close victory uh, with Russia taking at 45-42. So our final was uh, obviously France-Russia and uh, uh, with the Russians, sorry, with France taking this one 45-43. Yeah, the the, the French junior women's epi, epiists didn't do perhaps as well as I thought they might do individually, but they, they looked a strong team on paper and not not really surprised, I don't think, that they came through to take Yeah, that's true. To take that's very win. true, actually. And Switzerland, Switzerland taking yeah. the bronze, so mm-hmm. USA missing out there. Um, yeah, the, Sw- the Swiss team had had a had a real close call earlier on against the against the British girls in the last sixteen. It was a a, yeah. a one hit victory. Would have been a a real a real good win for the British girls, but uh, Switzerland just edging it and continuing yeah, on to, yeah. to take the bronze. I, I mean, on paper, when I saw that as well, the the Swiss team were would be better than the 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 British girls as well. So it was unexpected that they. It got so close as that, and I think they were actually they, there was a possibility they might have won that. Uh, British girls might have won it. it was, again, Epi comes down to sort of small margins, and uh, it was so 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 close at mm. the end there. But so a good effort from the girls. And onto the yep. men's rounding things off. This must have been your, you know, sitting at home with your cup of tea. You know, you're not wishing you were still there a little bit at that point, or do you you've been burnt out by? Uh, a week's worth of fencing watching. I've got to be honest, by this point, I, I was actually kind of glad to get home because I did start to burn out in the middle of the week and everything was just sort of mashing together and I wasn't really mm. taking it in as well as perhaps I might have. So if you just took a look at the, at the men's epi, uh, in the semi-finals we have uh, uh, France versus the USA with the USA taking that one uh, 45-44. And I did actually watch this one. Yeah, I did yeah, watch this one hard. as well. Now, here's the thing about this one. This is quite an interesting one. The French were essentially dominant all the way through, more or less. The score for them was ticking over in the right direction. Yeah. And they entered the final leg 40 to 33 up. Yeah, and, yeah, I, and you kind of expect the French just to sort of take it out. I mean, the, the, the their anchor is a fence called Lillian... Uh, no, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure how you pronounce his surname, but I think it's Ngoifak. And I've seen, I've, yeah. I've seen him with fence before, and he's this big, powerful guy. But he was up against Stephen Ewart, who was just deciding, no, you're not having it. And he brought it back to forty-four all. So he was he beat defeated Lillian twelve four in the final leg, and it came down to yeah, yeah it came down to a desperate flesh from Lillian, which I thought was uh, that's what you want. You want a bit of uh, excitement and uh, last-minute stuff from them. 
Death or glory. Death or glory. Yeah, yeah. De- death or glory. That's what flesh should be about anyway. Uh, the other side, yeah. we have uh, <laughs> Russia versus Hungary. Now, this is uh, not the, the least interesting mm. of the two with the Hungarians in full-on uh, full <laughs> efficiency mode. And their team is Andrasfi, Naj and Koch. Uh, so I think they were actually just a, a generally better team than the Russians anyway. It's a very, very strong team. Yes, I mean, it uh, is a very the, strong the team. The Russians were uh, uh, Chevalides, uh, Korovin and Rudik. And I'm not... I think Korovin's the only one I've heard of before, maybe. Maybe maybe Rudik. Uh, but... I mean, that's a, that's a Hungarian junior team that would Indeed. hold its own pretty pretty well at senior level. These Russians, I, I'm not so sure about. Yeah, but, they're kids. Whereas the Hungarians, they are. <laughs> whereas the kid, the kids on the Hungarian side are, are are used to doing this at a higher level. Indeed, indeed, and they just they, they switched on and were uh, very very professional. So that gave us uh, France, uh, France, Russia, uh, sort of final, USA. Sorry. Uh, Hungary final, uh, and again Hungary were on a on it to win it, and it was a little bit disappointing because I the it didn't look to me as though the, the Americans really had an answer to the to the Hungarians. Started off well with uh, Piskovatskov uh, leading in the first round, but then after that the Hungarians just started to turn the screw uh, and they just racked up points from then on. A particularly strong showing from Koch, who really just uh, decided he was going to give uh, Isaac Herbst a bit of a kicking. Uh, midway through, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, they were they weren't messing around. It was uh, strictly business and yep. getting the job done against the yep. USA, who who I believe that that was the first men's epi team medal that USA had won at Junior Worlds. Well, congratulations so, to Team USA in that case. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good good win in the semi final, mm-hmm. uh, clawing back a big deficit and. Yeah, taking taking silver. There's no uh, no shame in that against a, yeah, yeah. a thoroughly impressive uh, Hungarian team. Yeah, and that basically wraps up the tournament, I think. Yeah, it does. So, so let's have a quick look at the the medal table. Um, now, medal tables are always a slightly funny thing because you get ranked basically based on the number of gold medals that you win. So, so Russia are top of the pile with five golds, three silver, and two bronzes. Mm-hmm. So, a grand total of ten medals. But in second place are Italy with four golds but six silver and eight bronzes so a grand yeah. total of 18 medals and only only one fewer gold than than the russians and again you get the same sort of quirky quirkiness with uh hungary in third place with four golds yeah and one bronze mm-hmm. so a grand total of five medals finishing ahead of usa with uh two golds two silver and five bronzes for a total of nine medals so it's, it's perhaps a slightly misleading way to to report the success purely based on the number of gold medals. But on, yeah, yeah. on the other hand, the goals are what people are interested in, I suppose. That's right. Uh, but but some yeah, some interesting stuff there. I mean, really impressive depth from Italy across pretty much everything. Yeah, and it was always the, yeah. the times were always there or thereabouts all the time. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, just look at that. I mean, that's four, six, and eight, eight, 18 medals. I mean, yeah, it's uh, that's good going. <laughs> It it is it is absolutely, um, yeah. Five five goals from Russia taking them taking them top of the table. But mm-hmm. um, I was slightly surprised at that when I saw that that final tally. I thought my my impression at the time was that Russia had won had won more medals than that. And mm-hmm. yeah, looking back on it, um, yeah. But they were but the thing is wins. the thing is it's, it's exactly what you say. You only remember the gold, Sean. We only we all That's, only remember the gold. So it just seems yeah. that the Russians are always there. 
I have the, I have the same sort of short attention span as you know you always accuse foils of having apparently. Uh, also, it was sort of disappointing from my perspective that the the that the Southeast Asian contingent didn't make it one that's quite as good as I expected. With the Koreans and the Japanese down in seventh and eighth, it was a bit of a boo for me when that happened. Yeah, I know I know you're a big fan, but there was a few highlights in there. Um, the Japanese team seemed to be wildly variable in 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 the sort of strength of the you know within their team. Mm-hmm. You'd have some you know a superstar, and then the fourth or fifth, uh, third or fourth fencer. Not nearly so impressive. A few exceptions to that women's foil, perhaps being being an obvious example. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's not uh, not not the same sort of depth in the Japanese and Korean teams, and and many others to be fair yeah. that there is in the Russians and Italians and the USA team. It's also a long Actually, way for them to travel, there. so maybe maybe there's that's playing a part as well. So they're maybe not sending everybody that they possibly could. Yeah, maybe. I'd, I'd be a little surprised if that was the case because they are they are two countries that take their take their fencing pretty seriously these days. So okay, so if, uh, we've talked we've talked a lot about the uh, the championship overall and the medal table now. I think it's time we talked about our uh, coolest fencer. So if you're going to pick a coolest fencer for this tournament, I think we we've pretty much agreed on this. Are we going to pick more than one? Or are we just going to go straight come straight out with it, Sean? Well. I mean, you could go from multiple ones, or you could pick ones from different weapons, or um, a male one and a female one. But mm-hmm. I think really the star of the show was pretty obviously uh, USA's Lauren Scruggs with the uh, double individual wins in cadet and junior women's foil. Uh, mm-hmm. Two thoroughly impressive performances. Struggles I... along the way to to get in the win. Uh, yeah, but but real sort of is, is, the, is the only one to do that. I think. Yeah. It's a an obvious and deserved choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the it's the mental resilience that she was showing that I think was the the kicker for me because uh, I don't think there was anybody else in contention. Maybe maybe Borodichev from the Russians, but uh, uh, yeah, maybe so. I mean, he 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 won his individual event and then you know led the led the Russian team to a convincing win in the team event too. Yeah. So you know he's got his two goals as well but yeah it's not quite the same as getting two individual ones no no not at all and as i say uh, lauren did make it easier on herself all the way up all the way through the, the tournament and in fact i bumped into the uh, american uh, foil coach well women's foil coach uh, in the line for the pierogi uh, on a break and just said to him well congratulations and uh, he said uh, yeah it was great but uh, she never makes it easy <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to just say then, Lauren Scruggs, you are our coolest fencer on the planet. Certainly is. So now that we're now that we're back home and uh, got our feet up and cup of tea and taking it easy back to the back to the boring day job, mm. um, what's your your overall impression of the Cadet and Junior World Championships and Tour in twenty nineteen? I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, the venue was. Uh, I mean, the city was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the venue was—it uh, was genuinely, I think, one of the best venues I've uh, I've been in. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Uh, very, very new, very shiny, mm. beautifully laid out. Uh, yeah. Still a lot of paper, <laughs> piece, piece still numbered with bits of paper stuck onto onto them, and uh, plenty of of bits of paper stuck up on the wall to show you results, which always strikes me as just a little bit low tech. Yeah. But I suppose it works. I mean, like. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a world championships, but we still run it yeah. with bits of paper. There's got to be uh, bits of paper. So ev- everywhere you look, there's got to be bits of paper because that's just how yeah, it is. So, it seems. <laughs> yeah. so next year's uh, Cadet and Junior World Championships apparently are taking place in Salt Lake City. Is that right? 
Uh, yeah, we so. I've heard that Salt Lake City is a is actually we we talked about mm. this when we were in Poland and we weren't sure what to do in Salt Lake City, but apparently it's 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 basically the American Avenue. <laughs> so in the winter you go skiing, <laughs> and then in the summer you go walking. That's okay. what you do. Uh, Only much right. bigger. <laughs> I, I'm not sure whether you're selling it to me on on that basis, but uh, yeah, hof- hopefully we'll get the chance to. To go and take a look for ourselves and, and form an opinion um, at, at next year's cadet in January. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be something yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd agree. Yeah. We are, you know, I've been to a few cadet and junior world championships before, and this one was beautifully presented in a in a really nice place. So I had a had a lot going for it, and uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's nothing better than watching. Uh, world-class fencing at close quarters and the exciting thing with cadets and juniors is you know that some of these guys you're going to be watching for the next 10 or 15 years producing the producing the, the stuff that you see in its kind of formative stage at cadets and juniors um, up at the very highest level which is, yeah, I always find that a, a bit exciting Oh, me too, I, I, honestly I'm saying I don't know who any of these cadets are or I'm not yeah. as familiar with them as perhaps I am with the juniors but these are the guys that in the next couple of years we're going to see as juniors and then seniors as well, and it's really interesting to see who these guys actually, what these yeah. guys look like. Yeah, seeing them, seeing them close up in their the early stages of their career. Yeah, it's a uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, good. We'll do it again. I hope so. I hope so. So yeah. I suppose now the cadet and junior season is over. We'll be turning our attention to mm-hmm. senior action again before too long. Uh, almost, almost no break before the the next round of. World Cups and Grand Prix yeah. gets underway, so not long to wait before we're we're back again with more more senior action. Um, so just the, let's do our housekeeping mm. before we finish up. Uh, if you if you like what you hear, don't forget to to give us a good five star uh, like on iTunes. It will really help us. Yep. Uh, it's also good to hear from you, so you can email us at the fencing podcast at uh, gmail dot com or just come and find us on Facebook as the Fencing Podcast. Uh, we're also on Twitter. We are Fencing Podcast on Twitter. But you know, um, I'm always up for some gifts, <laughs> so uh, drop me a line there, and uh, I'm sure we can swap some animation. Absolutely. Yep. Um, if you particularly like what we do, and you'd like to support us and help us to go to more things like uh, the Cadet and Junior Worlds and the various World Cups that we're going to, and of course the the World Championships in Budapest in the summer, uh, you can become a supporter on Patreon. Just follow the link in the show notes and sign yourself up for a, a little contribution to help make our life just a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And thanks, of course, as always, to our lovely sponsors, uh, Liam Paul. Good to see uh, Ben Paul, yes. the, the boss, uh, when we were out in, in Torin. And, uh, Good to see you, sir. <laughs> yes. And uh, thanks again for, for Liam Paul's support. So I think that's a wrap yeah. from the Cadets and Juniors, Gav. Till next time. I think that's us. Yep, till next time. Bye now.